Welcome everyone to the MMOs.com podcast. This is Altai here with episode 65 and I am joined this week by... Omer. Oh, Matt. Right, Sean's not here. Sure, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. We were actually going in order, that was kind of nice, because we have a nice order for it now. But yeah, Gumby is missing in action this week, and the official podcast term for when someone is not here will henceforth be AFK. And if it's the podcast theme, and you guys notice, we have an awesome new podcast layout here. And uh, I am the highest level, so get wrecked everyone. But I have a crown. And yes, fun fact, I did not make this, so I did not give myself this crown. This was bestowed to me. By a third party. You have, you have earned the respect of our resident volunteer graphic artist, Separation. But since Gumby is not here, I will throw the weekly raid off this week to Altai. And here it is. This week, in celebration of No Man's Sky, our raid of the week is, is procedural generation overhyped? So this seems to be the new uh, hot thing. I, I'm going to guess it's Minecraft that made this, like, brought it to the front page here. Uh, it's really a lot of games have come up with this concept now with the latest being of course no man's sky basically unlimited world but a lot of it is pretty useless and you know nothing to do there thoughts emotions initial opinions. thoughts <laughs> it seems like a good idea right because the concept of procedural generation it works so well in certain games like we've seen it work really well in rust we've seen it work really well in minecraft in these confined spaces and the kinds of games but then we also have the shit show, which creates a lot of drama, which was uh, No Man's Sky, which we'll get to eventually. Before you go further, though, I, I think maybe we should, maybe it's worth mentioning exactly what, what we mean by procedural generation yeah. and what, what the idea means. Basically, the worlds you see, the maps you see, the areas you see are not created by the developer themselves. They kind of write like the algorithm or like the program that kind of uh, lets it randomly generate, pull resources and combine them and make the worlds basically unique, but pretty much the same as everything else, just... Things rejigged a little. Uh, yeah. Of, yeah. Uh, you've all it's played games like this, you know, if you think about it. So. Uh, I, I think it's hard to say it's overhyped because I don't think we've even seen like developers scratch the surface of what they can do with procedural generation. Really? I mean, we've seen that they implemented on a few games already. I mean, all, all we've seen though is right. All, all we've seen is people like throw together a few like barely functional like worlds you know like and what i mean by that as as a world like functional as a world like it mm -hmm. it all works but it's like it, it's never as cohesive as it wants to be and um mm -hmm. that's true um but i'll take the opposite approach on that. i'm taking the opposite approach here the problem isn't the when the not ambitious enough i think too often procedural generation is over ambitious and what i mean by that is if you have too many moving parts you're gonna end up with some random combinations that just suck. Whereas a game like Terraria, which which I thought was a really tight example of a well-done <laughs> procedurally generated world, it's very tight. This biome is you know desert. This one is you know forest. This one is ice. It's very clear. It's they're pretty similar to each other, but different enough to make it a little cute once in a while. You don't exactly know where you're going. But when you try too much, I think that's when you get boggled down with weird worlds and weird areas that just don't work. We've seen well, the idea used in, or at least being attempted to use in a single MMORPG, because prior to this, it's been used in a lot of, um, a lot of survival type games and other stuff. So I know Matt, I think talked about Forsaken Legends a week or so ago. Yeah. So that game is going to try pulling it off, but again, we've, I, I don't know how it's going to work. If it's going to work, if it's actually going to work out well. Um, also, I think I like the way RuneScape's doing it, where it's just like 
one area that's mm-hmm. procedurally generated and you can like stick a flag in the island and keep the island. In theory, I like that. I mean, I, I don't know. It really comes down to like how many set pieces they have because the problem is um, if you don't... It, it, they're all island themed because they're all yeah. islands. It's supposed to be like the unexplored islands, blah, blah, blah. So it's all... They don't need a map for it, so it works out in the game's lore. But um, by not by having one set theme, you're inviting re- too much repetition. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like it, it really depends on how many how many set pieces there are, how many different types of mobs there are, and that's the same reason that we have issues with most infinite worlds. It's like Minecraft, you can go anywhere and you can go through like several different biomes, but at the end of the day you're basically going to find zombies, creepers, sheep, wolves, and pigs basically everywhere. I mean, at the end of the day, it feels all kind of samey, and it's just... Especially in a game like Minecraft, where you can explore and kind of build, you don't need to explore to find the perfect place, because you can just build the perfect place. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, I mean... That's why I think MMOs will have trouble imp- implementing it well. Like we'll see niche games use it well, but you're gonna have a game like Forsaken Legends, for example, which again sounds. I, I love the concept of procedural generation, but I don't know how it's gonna work out because I recently played FF14 this week, and I, I it makes you realize again just how curated that experience is. Developers know exactly, generally, what your path will be from the moment you play, open your character to like when you're like 15 hours in. Like they know what path you're gonna take, what what quests you will do, and what order you can do them. And they can really mold that experience and make it like perfect it to be fun early on. Whereas <laughs> a game that's procedurally generated, you may end up in a lousy area, or it just it just might not be fun because it'll be random. But it has other benefits too. But if if it's not fun early on, even like the, the, you you'll lose the the glamour of procedural generation if you can't hook you early on. I and, mean, uh, I, I've go ahead. Go ahead. Oh. No, I've I've only played one game that seemed to do the whole procedural generation thing well, and that was Malevolent Sword of Akronox. And it's still not out yet, and it's basically an old-school first-person dungeon crawler with an overworld, like a seriously large overworld, because mm-hmm. it's infinite. But um, it's built on a specific algorithm that builds a specific world. It's not randomly generated. They really sit there and have tweaked it to make mm-hmm. exactly basically what they want, just infinite. And it definitely has at least one game's worth of like content that semi kind of feels like it's coming together. You know what I mean? Yeah. Unlike a lot of these other games where it's just procedurally generated, but it's all the same thing over and over. Like they have like quests and stuff and different NPCs and eventually it's going to repeat, but it has enough, I think right now. Whereas, like, you see games like No Man's Sky, and they have these, like, trillions of planets. And from what I'm reading, it's basically, even though they've found more species than are on Earth, and in practice, they're basically the same species over and over. Yep. Mm-hmm. You see the same monsters over and over. You see the same, like, locations over and over, because they don't have enough variation built into it. So I think this is, I mean, Shu, have you heard of No Man's Sky? Because I think this is a pretty good transition for us to talk a bit about No Man's Sky. Because that's like the latest game to use procedural generation. And it's by no means an MMO. But it's it's worth mentioning because it was supposed to have multiplayer elements which have which may which may have made an MMO had it had those elements. Um, well, 
I actually just recently heard about it, like, actually, like, like about a week ago, and, um, I, I watched a couple of videos, and it looked like an interesting concept, but I actually don't know enough about the game, so can you elaborate on it? Like, uh, tell yeah, me what it's, it's all about. It's a, it's a, it's a game that focuses on procedural generation, and if you've seen the trailers, they talk about just the crazy number of planets the game has, like quintillions, because, again, everything is randomly generated. And it's it's going for that sandbox feeling that you know because you've played Starbound. It's three D Starbound. Three yeah. D Starbound. It's, it's okay, 3D sort of. Starbound. Sort, sort of. of. Okay, you can, it's sort you of three D Starbound. What you're supposed that... to do basically is craft basic like technology and then craft slightly more advanced technology and slowly make your way to the center of the universe, whatever that is, and that's basically it. Yeah. Now I heard this game had some kind of weird. A multiplayer aspect to it that like yeah. weird. Okay. As they said, okay. they said there was multiplayer. Okay, so <laughs> I got I gotta I gotta go over this. So there's there's a lot. There is a lot to this. So basically, right. before it came out, they they made promises about like the world is huge. It's like eighteen trillion planets. Mm -hmm. So they have eighteen trillion planets, and they you know you're not gonna have more than maybe a million players if you're really really lucky. Yeah, yeah. So they expected that nobody was gonna find each other, and you know the planets are literally life sized. The world is like they're realistically spaced apart. They're broken into galaxies, and they just expected that nobody was ever gonna find each other. Which, uh, thinking about it now, it makes no sense because everyone's going to the center of the universe, so you're eventually mm -hmm. gonna find someone. You know, but um, yeah. What happened was they said that what they had said is that you could find other people basically, but the chances of doing so were so small that it was practically a single player game. And even if you did find them, there was no way to actually play with them, like to actually do anything with them, right? Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. they also, people would ask things like, well, if you run into them, can you like kill them? And he's like, yeah, Sean Murray, the guy that mm -hmm. was like the head the of the project. Yeah. Uh, and he's like, and can you grief them if you want? And it's like, yeah, a little. And he's like laughing about it. And it turns out when the game comes out, it's because, I mean, these are very, very clear comments, even though they're, Dude, they've he, been he was specifically about. asked, he was specifically yeah. asked, will there be multiplayer? And he says, yes. But oh, shit. recently they've become, they had become even more vague about it. Right. Mm -hmm and leaning up and people are just like base they're like basically just don't expect to play with other people like mm -hmm. if you want this is a single player game if you want to play with other people by destiny or something is what they had said so um it comes out and two people due to streaming found that they were in the same area right like within like three planets of each other or something mm -hmm. so they go to meet up and they can't see each other and they can't see the changes that the others have made. So they're sitting there, like, reloading the game, redoing all this stuff, and they can't find each other. And there's no official statement on this, right? So basically, like, the next day or the day after, they still haven't made an official statement. And they go, okay, so we've added the ability to scan for other players. And it's just like... But can you see them? And we still don't know. <laughs> Nobody yeah, so, knows if it's supposed so, to work and it's so here's just under a, too much So load. here's the deal. Basically, uh, a lot of people online are giving them the benefit of the doubt and saying maybe it's just server issues. Uh, there's no multiplayer in this game. And here's how you prove it. Ready? So a lot of people who ordered like the uh, limited edition version, on the back of their box, uh -huh. 
okay? It was actually a sticker where, like, the ratings and stuff was, like, violence, you know, rating, like, PG-13 or whatever. So here's mm-hmm. a sticker. Here's the first picture of what they got. And here's what happens when you peel the sticker. Uh, online multiplayer. So uh, online multiplayer was literally covered up by a sticker before the game launched. So clearly what happened here is they wanted to make a multiplayer game, like Starbound or whatever, right? Where you can mm-hmm. meet up with people, maybe even travel with them to planets on their ships. But then they realized so halfway through the development cycle that it's in cost. Probably towards the end. Probably I think it's a lot later than halfway yeah. through the development cycle yeah. if they have to <laughs> stick it over the box. Uh, exactly. They would have made a whole new box if that was if it was like in the no, middle of the development here's cycle. Here's my thing. Here's my here's his okay, let's, let's rewind a little. I first heard about this game over a year ago, right? Like last E3. Mm-hmm. Okay? And I was so hyped. I was like, oh, it's pretty cool, it's what I want. And then I heard later, I think from Sean, that it's gonna be for PS4, right? And PC. Mm-hmm. And I said, okay, this game sucks. It's gonna suck. I just knew right there it was going to suck because you, cause it's a PS4 game. Console games suck. Wow, what, all time. What, okay, it's, it's a master race for life. Well, Paragon this, is PS4 and PC, and it doesn't suck. Listen, listen, listen. What is the picture? I mean, what is the, the back of the box actually oh, here. look like? What, what does the sticker look like, rather? I think right, the if you look at the sticker, yeah, the sticker is, I put in the podcast chat, shoot, basically, oh, there it, we go. It, just, it just stickers over the fact of the online play. And they basically got rid of the online play by putting a sticker on it. So they got they busted. Before. Yeah. They got busted. But, Okay, but here's the thing, though, right? They have a sticker on it, but they're still being vague about whether it exists or not. I think they're trying to quickly, like, throw it in there and make sure it works before anyone notices that it wasn't a but server issue. That's, that's my thing. Uh, I was going to say with the PS4, I want to kind of clarify when I said it was, like, that's why, that was a big holding back thing. If it was mm-hmm. a PC game only, they could have released it as some kind of early access and say, um, multiplayer is coming, kind of like Stardew Valley, well, right? But when you make a console no. game, you need, it's a more tight schedule, and you can't, like... Add on half a game later, like it's not it's, it's not as easy. Well, not really. I mean, with Xbox, they have Xbox Preview Program now and all that. The, I think the big thing is it was backed by Sony, and I, th- I think it's published by Sony. Yeah. Exactly. So yeah. what it comes down to is it's not that it's a console game; it's that Sony's involved. They just I mean, be honest. It. Just be honest, man. Like yeah, just be honestly. No, honestly, no, honestly I mean, the best policy. Yeah. No, I like, mean the like, whole throwing the... a half a game up. You can't do early access because Sony's involved. I mean, again, Sony was involved as a publisher, and publishers are just—they don't really do anything with the game design. They just—they—they they basically market it, they basically distribute it, and things of that nature. If you want to get okay, another thing. Uh, uh, there's an article saying you don't need a PlayStation Premium Plus or whatever subscription plus, to play online, which basically means it's not an online game. But a lot of, I think there are there are games on PS4 you can play online without the PlayStation Plus. But I genuinely think though, if this game didn't have the PS4 element, okay? If you want to give it this scope, right? Trillions of planets, procedure generated. Yeah, it is you're a gonna, massive You're going to fly around with people with with potentially tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of people in the same, you know, universe. Yeah. It's got to be a PC game at that point. I mean, the consoles just Not don't have that. really. Ah, it does. Come on. I think no. console does have restrictions. Yeah. Limitation. More limitations than a PC. No, it, it's, it's based on how they build it, right? Because right now, they only have, like... I think the download is three gigs on PC, right? So like three gigs of assets. And then the world is literally built around you in real time. So wherever you're sitting, it's they could literally read it out of a text file and put it on your screen. It's 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 not what you think it is. It's it's really, really easy to make sure that the PS4 can handle it compared to know. what you think it is. Okay, I get it. You're saying so there wouldn't be like one world for everyone. If there was one persistent world and everyone explores it together, right? 
Yeah, then they just send the data straight from the computer oh, or from okay. the server to the but PS4. There is no, there is no central server. File. But that's what I'm saying. There's no central server, though. Yeah, yeah hold on. Hold on. But if it were all, a shared thing. I do want to say uh, to support Altai's argument that there, console games typically have more restrictions. If you look at Battlefield 4, it only supported 32 players on console and 64 on PC. This is one again, unrelated example. It could be designed completely different, but clearly there was some restriction on console, and it's the reason they sell on 32. I don't well, think yeah, that, I don't think PS4 different. can handle it. 30, 32 bit um, versus 64 bit. That's most consoles are still 32 bit, if I remember correctly. But, but the, the bits shouldn't have anything. To do uh, with I don't guess it's it's That's a lot of restrictions. Like I remember, even when Counter Strike, the the, the uh, console version came out, it like had less players in servers and stuff. It was just some silly. There, there was there I, was a console version of Counter Strike. There was. I think really? there was a well. See, there's like a 16 maximum on some multiplayer services for consoles. But um, I also want to clarify, it's not really, really easy to make a game like this. It's very, very hard. But compared of course. to, compared to the, yeah. what you're making it out to be, it's, it, it's, you, you, okay. you it's significantly simpler cards on, the table. cards on the table. My guess is the, the console uh, compatibility is what kind of killed the multiplayer. Uh, no, we'll, I, I think we'll find out in the, restrictions. We'll, we'll find out in the weeks, months ahead, but that's just my guess. Again, it's a in guess. Of course, boredom. Yeah. <laughs> I think it was publisher time restrictions. They were taking forever. They were a team of like 15, I mean, making one of the most ambitious games, right? So I think it was time restrictions. Okay. I think they were over in over their heads. All right. And at one more they, point about the two people who made it on the same planet, and you said they couldn't see each other. Not only that, but the weather and night-day night cycle was different for the two players. So that too. That, oh, boy. That leads me to believe there is no central server. It's all on your end. There's no... There, no there is a central server, but it handles discoveries. Maybe it right. handles achievements or something. I don't know, but it doesn't. It doesn't do what they say it does. Right. I mean, this is kind of messed up because it, it just it's misleading. It's like there's. I'm sure there's a lot of people that purchase the game, like with that in mind, that there's going to be some, some kind, kind of multiplayer. Yeah. And mm -hmm. then, I mean, like that's what I thought. I, mm -hmm. I I didn't even know until right now that there actually was no multiplayer. So. Because if you if you listen to the developers talk about it, they were they were vague and they would say there's multiplayer. And actually, the day before the game came out, literally the day before, the Sean Murray tweets saying this is not a multiplayer experience. Like the day before, like clarify okay. in conclusion, this is not a multiplayer experience. And like if you did that at least a couple of weeks before, at least you know we get some more, you know, transparency. It's just kind of misleading, I think. Yeah. I it's think the. The worst part is that they said they even like explained how the multiplayer would work, and that when you got near another player, you'd be put in the same like lobby as them, basically. So mm -hmm. it would it would be matchmaking, sort of like based on proximity. And then uh, I don't know how many players it would support if it was just two or more, but right. it would put you in that, and it would sync up any of the terrain deformations that would happen or anything that you killed yeah. until you left. And they explained all of this. Yeah, none of it exists. <laughs> it's just—it's just amazing that they would go into such detail and not have it at least somewhat functional at the time that they made it. Yeah, because like, how how would you know that you were going to have this lobby system without having prototyped it? That's true. Now, before we get too deep into this discussion, I do want to say a game like No Man's Sky with multiplayer MMO components, where let's say there's one central server where you do have 500k players online on that server, that would truly be a remarkable MMO. I think it would be it would be a true sandbox like kind and of. It'll game. never happen on a PS4. 
okay, I, I do agree <laughs> with that. Time. It's never going to happen because of the PS4. But imagine a game like that on PC where it's that scale, you know, where you have yeah. a huge number of planets, you have 100,000, 300,000 players in a single universe, and players get band together. They build like multi planetary alliances, different guilds do different alliances. Like a game like that is truly like the dream of like a sandbox experience. And yeah. this game kind of scratches the surface in terms of bringing the ideas to life, but without the substance. And, and uh, hopefully we learn from this and somebody makes a game like this with well, the amazing in-depth MMO experience that it could be. The only thing uh, potential future game developers or publishers will learn from this is that uh, lying and misleading works. Because this game sold like hotcakes. And I think the developers knew. They had a rough, hard choice. The time, prime time to sell, right, is like the first few days after your game comes out. Yeah. So they could not be honest. They had to just keep their mouth shut, be vague, and just sell a bajillion copies out the window. And then later they can say, well, sorry, you know, and after they get all the money. And this worked. It was top on Steam. It's number two fastest selling game on PlayStation, I think, um, in the UK or something. Let's show the numbers out because uh, yesterday, when it came out earlier, it peaked at 212,000 concurrent players on Steam alone, or the PC alone. They sold on console as well. It's a full price game, 60 bucks. 200k times 60 bucks is 12 million and that's that was on concurrent and plenty of people bought it and didn't play it that day at the same time so the game's made easily 50 plus million dollars already and they had a small team as matt said so they they made a killing i mean it was a it's going to be a financial success people are yep. saying no man's lie it's going to bomb at this point it doesn't if it got the worst possible reviews it makes no difference if the server just shut down if, if the disc just uh was a potato all right i sliced a potato it's still a successor <laughs> yeah it's a financial success regardless because it, it proves that lying works and misleading works when you have all the hype behind it sucks man i know it's rough i but mean yeah. um I feel like if if people on Steam really feel that, just refund the game, you know? Well, some people probably already people did. People have been. People have been, yeah. But not everyone is, uses the Steam refund system. So, I mean, I, I don't think... I've, I've actually only had to refund one game ever. So, I, I think a lot yeah. of people will. There's a good quote by someone in chat. It's better to ask for forgiveness than for permission. <laughs> That's actually a really good quote. I think that really yeah. exemplifies exactly what happened here. If you ask permission, they're going to say no. If you ask forgiveness, it doesn't even matter if they forgive yeah. you or not. That's perfect. Well said. <laughs> well, well, here's a question. How's the game actually, like, like single-player-wise? Is it actually fun? Or... Some people are having fun with it. After yes. three hours, I hear it gets really, really repetitive. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I watched a donkey video on it, and the video game donkey is one of the few YouTubers I actively... You trust for his honest review. Indeed. He, he brings Indeed. credibility to the table. He does. Yeah, and it's pretty sure. He basically said, like... What Matt was saying, it's kind of shallow after a bit. You notice that the, you do the same stuff on every planet. Uh, the monsters on the planets are procedurally generated too, but the variety is like, you know, like they all pretty much look more or less the same after a bit. So there is that. All right. If, uh, if we're done with No Man's Sky, I kind of want to talk a bit about my experiences this week with Final Fantasy XIV. Oh, give me a link. And we'll drop you a video. And I dropped you the PS4 trailer for the game because I know how much you love uh, console oh, games no. all the time. You should drop like uh, your stream or something. <laughs> all right, I can. Well, but then you'd have my cam in there twice. Oh. And kind of awkward. All right, fair, fair enough. So I played. I got Final Fantasy XIV for the first time two days ago, and I played the last two nights and streamed both sessions. It was quite a bit of fun, and it's it's a really good MMO actually. It's a game that I always kind of brushed away a lot of Japanese games, I'll, Japanese MMOs because. For whatever reason, Japanese have not had a lot of success with MMOs, and it's been very awkward, and it constantly feels like 
I couldn't get the Final Fantasy XI. I tried. I couldn't get there was Uncharted Waters Online, which is also Japanese. Just it just it was unique, but I couldn't get into it. So I didn't play Final Fantasy XIV. And Shu says it was good. I think Matt told me he was enjoying it. So I did roll around to play. And before I talk about the actual game, I did have one serious issue with FF14. I think it makes no kind of sense, and it's going to allow me to bitch about server infrastructure again. All and right. that being that there are two popular servers in North America for FF14. Oh, yeah. This is... And Gilgamesh. These are the two servers that everyone wants to play on, right? If you don't play on these servers, you're playing on an empty server by yourself with a few other people that just couldn't play on the good servers, right? There are two good servers. You can't even make a character on those two good servers. You can't. When you, when you make your character, you pick a server. Oh, these two servers are X'd out. You can't play on them. Those, those are the fun servers. No fun allowed for you. You can't play on those. Only, only, if, you want, if you want to have fun, you have to pay to transfer to those servers. So, you know, I, I, didn't, I, I just picked a random server, and I'm playing, and I realize my server is empty. Like, holy shit, this is a huge city, a huge world. I see, like, six people, a total of six people on my server. I'm like, is this game dead? There's no way. And I'm Googling, I'm researching, and I find out everybody plays on Balmung and Gilgamesh. And the only way to play on those servers is to transfer your character there. The game won't even make a character there. You have to transfer it there from another server. And they make that, you know, whatever, 15 bucks it costs to transfer. And instantly I realized this is a disastrous idea. Like, if my friend plays on Balmung and I can't make a character there, odds are I'm going to quit the game. And you can't blame a player for quitting the game when they can't play with their friends. Which yep. I don't understand why they would do that. Shoot, you're Japanese. Defend them. Uh -huh. I, sure, I, don't think really, I don't think it's really defendable. I mean, I've had this problem with multiple people. This isn't the first time. It's like I forgot about it. I forgot this this actually happened until you started playing. And mm -hmm. it's just it, it's like you said, it's disastrous. Because why do we? I mean, a lot of a lot of people get into MMOs because their friends invite them to play, mm -hmm. right? And and just being like, well, I can't play in your server. Well, too bad. Like. Sign up for a character at 4 a.m. Sometimes you can. It's it's like really yeah. like just to get in the game. It's it's terrible. And I mean, there needs to be at least some kind of invite system or something. You know, like you gotta, you know, some kind of voucher you can give them to let them create on your server. I mean, it's... a few people a few people are saying you don't have to transfer. You have to wait until very very early in the morning, like 4 a.m. And they open character creation for high popular servers. And what what happens is in the first like three minutes. Character creation is closed because those servers get full, even more full. So they have windows where you can actually create a character. But yeah. if you play, if you're a casual and you're playing, let's say, like without, you know, you just play by yourself. You know, you just, you just jump into a game by yourself. And a lot of people do that. They just they just play the game and they're playing solo. And you can't play on the popular servers. And you, you frankly don't care because you just want to play the game. So you go on a different server and you realize this game is dead. This game sucks. I quit because you realize when there's nobody playing the game, what's the point of playing MO if there's nobody playing? But That's people true. are playing. You just can't play with them because the game is like, no, you can't have fun. You know what they should just do, honestly? They should just have some kind of bonus on lower, like... Oh, here's an idea. Know, Upgrade your servers people... and close the empty ones. How's that? Yes. Unless, like, that's also idea. a good idea. That fixes the issue straight up. And it makes me ask the question, why haven't we seen more uh, games use um, cloud hardware for, for MMOs or have some kind of channel system where you can have one server and I don't like channels. channels Multiple really? channels for it's, you like oh, hold on, shit. you like servers better. I just don't like channels. I I I just I want a, a situation where we can get everything. I don't. Right, I just listen, don't like one channels. one channel. I can tell you one why. Server. Okay, tell me sure, why. Sure, sure. Imagine, imagine, imagine. I log into Final Fantasy fourteen, right? I have a channel called Balmung, a channel called Gilgamesh, a channel called whatever I'm on right now, and I can just switch between them. 
That literally yeah, fixes the like... issue. Because right now, the, the current system segregates them completely. At least this allows players to play between okay, them. Let me, let me tell you what. The reason why I don't like channels is because I like the world feeling like persistent. So I like to be able to... Like, it happens a lot to me where like I walk by my friends. Mm-hmm. And you say hi. And then you, you talk and you have a... You know, you just have a good time. And the, especially in Final Fantasy, there's a lot of things you can do outside of the actual game. So, like, for example, there's the Gold Saucer, which is, like, the Vegas of uh, Final <laughs> Fantasy, right? And yeah. just going there and seeing all your friends hanging out is, like, really cool to me. And, like, you know, seeing random people, you meet a lot of random people. And that's that, to me, is really interesting. It makes the world feel alive. If yeah. there's channels, it kind of makes it that much harder to find people. So that's my argument against channels. Is I, that's but why I agree that the that. channels would be better than our current, the current system in the game. Um, the hmm. channels would basically be this current system but you can switch between servers for free. That's what it would be. It'd be server transfers would be free. That would be, be the only difference, logistically. I mean, the problem with that too is that is that having that set up, I mean, you're going to have the same problem where channels are going to be full now. Right? But at least yeah. you can still play with your friends. You can both just go to number four or eight or yeah. whatever. Or spam yeah, I mean, to join channel I mean, one. I mean, you know? ideally, we would have one server that didn't have channel Okay, but shoot, That'd that be... brings about a whole new set of problems. Imagine a game like there's only one server and there's a million players in it. How do like, you like, fit all those players like, in one like, world? You're talking gra- like graphical No, 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 no. Every monster is farmed. Like all the good spots are completely farmed. Every like, There'd be so many instances, but like all the world, good world areas are farmed. Yeah, that's true. You'd be fucked then. There'd be some issues know. there too. I mean, yeah. I think it's okay. just, so I so, guess it depends on what's more important to you. But yeah. I guess playing playing with your friends is also really important. So for an MMO, it's so important. I don't know how I would, I would solve that. Like that's, Wait, so, okay, that's, I have that's a, problematic. So I have a little chart open now on the stream, and I'm basically showing the server act, active players on each server. Uh, and yeah, you, you got that? big disparities. Like you got on Gilgamesh, there are apparently right now seventeen thousand active players. Uh, that means anyone who's like made any progress in the last three months on that character. Uh, right. And you got some servers with like 5,000. So that is an issue. It's quite a bit different. And it gets yeah. even bigger when you go to actual, like, act, if you go to, like, I don't know if you know what this means, sure, like the cleared 3.0, cleared 3.1. Do you, do you know what that means? Or no? Use the patch content. Yeah. So You should. On the NA servers, Gilgamesh, okay, 16 <laughs> people have cleared the AAS content. Mm-hmm. But there's so many mm-hmm. servers where, where nobody's cleared it. <laughs> Look, all these, all these NA servers, nobody's done this content. Hey, let's go there and be the kings of the server. <laughs> yeah, you could, you could do that. You know, you can wave your dick around there. Well, also, you know, there's also probably a lot of people that kind of like that smaller community feel. Mm-hmm. Maybe. And I mean, I, I personally like I, I like that a lot of the time. Like when I play like um, like. Uh, World of Warcraft, for example, I like the smaller servers more. But, uh, really? really? I, I don't like yeah. servers in general. I don't think in 2016 we need Do that. you want to know why I'm on Gilgamesh? Hmm. Why? I'm on Gilgamesh because it's the unofficial RP server. That is literally oh, the only reason why I'm nice. on Nice. I would be on a different server if it wasn't for that. Alright. Well, I want to ask you guys a question too because um, I, I kind of had a interesting feeling and experience about playing Final Fantasy XIV. I do want to say I enjoyed the game. And we can keep the video running on Final Fantasy XIV while we ask you guys this question, too. Uh, do you guys feel that MMOs are more than the sum of their parts? Deep. Meaning it's more than just the gameplay. It's more than just this interaction. Like, having the world together, is it more than just 
this feature plus this feature plus this feature. I mean, I think so, obviously. And I, that's kind of why I'm against Battleground or looking for party queuing, like dungeon queuing, Battleground queuing. Mm -hmm. I think all that kind of takes away from the magic of uh, what the game has to offer. If you want to queue for Battleground, just go play Overwatch, you know? Uh, that's not what an MMORPG is about. It's about, you know, four guys ganking two guys in the, in the field, you know? Like, or, and then those guys... It's call about four guys griefing two guys. Yeah, no, no, those two guys calling in their friends, you know? And, like, something happening, you know? A fight over some, you know, some fort or whatever in the world. Not not jumping into a 10-minute match and then just, you know, frag-festing it. Like, it, that's that's just... There's other places to do that. I don't think we need that in an MMORPG. I think, I think it depends on the person. I think everybody um, wants something different out of the MMO. It's true. I mean, like, like for me, like the, the 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 world is really important to feel like immersed in like like I'm a part of like this other world is mm -hmm. really important to me. And I, I don't know how important that is for like a lot of people. Like some people might just want to kill people, you know. Mm -hmm. But that's why Final Fantasy really appeals to me. And also another thing that uh, really appeals to me is the teamwork aspect. Um, a lot of MMOs, like like Omer said, you can play with your hand in your pants, <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. But, but but I feel like like even now I mean, I don't know how it is now but when I played before like some of the fights even if you were overgeared like if you were a total like like shitter you would just get wrecked and there was like no way like they, they had like one hit kills in Final Fantasy like mm -hmm. the bosses have um and and you haven't got to this yet Omer but you're gonna see that the encounters are extremely fun in Final Fantasy and yeah. like like. That teamwork aspect of like everyone needs to like kind of be working together and not fucking up is, is great. So I do want to say a few things I really like about the game. I'm sure Shu has way more because I just started playing it. But even though the game, like it still follows the core and more design we've seen in WoW, which is way, it is a really polished game, right? There's a few, there's very few features that really just are unique or pushing the envelope of being innovative. But that's okay because the game is still fun. But just like all the story stuff is actually really well done. The quest dialogue. I'm actually reading all the quest stuff because I was told the story is really good. I'm enjoying it a lot, and it just it just feels like a really polished experience. I know we've said that about a few games, but FF14, it's probably the strongest point is it's just extreme polish. I mean, I read I, I completed one quest and the NPC was like it was such a silly line, right? For, the game does also put video game references and movie references into their like cutscenes and stuff. There was even one scene where the guy the guy yells like snake into his like earpiece, which is yeah, like I'm sure the game like, has a term for it. They put like pearls in their ears they can talk to each other like bluetooth or something but they yell like snake into it there was one quest i completed and the guy's like thank you for helping me and for your reward i shall bestow upon you some excellent piece of wisdom and he's like when learning to juggle do not use heavy stones and i just thought that was hilarious for some reason like what a stupid piece of advice why, why, why is that my reward he's telling me not to use heavy stones while learning how to juggle do you, like, do you listen to the music omar yeah of course it's fun the music is, is is fucking amazing and like Wait till you get to the, the boss battles, man. They're so good. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm enjoying the game quite a bit. Yeah, it, it, I think that the music proves that you don't need heavy metal during battles, at least. <laughs> Wait, what? What? The, the heavy metal is fucking amazing in, in Final Fantasy, okay? I'm so tired of games where it's like all calm, fantasy, strings music, and then as soon as you get into battles, like, dun 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 dun. <laughs> Wait, did you not listen to the Titan theme? It's the best. Get out of here, Matt. <laughs> right. I, I think I think Final Fantasy does their heavy metal stuff to the to like yeah, a, but not like every limit. single yeah, battle. Exactly. Like yes. when you're out in the field and it's just like all of a sudden, dun, 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 dun. <laughs> and I'm just like, oh, I guess something targeted me again. 
<laughs> it's true. Did like some of the boss fights like have like heavy metal in Final Fantasy? They fit so well though. It's, it's great. Fucking amazing. Yo, I'm gonna send you one, Matt. Have you not played Final Fantasy? No, he's playing it. No, he just started recently with me. Oh like, yeah, I, is you a transfer? Are you gonna transfer to Matt? Or no, server? I'm on Balmong with all the Discord peeps. Oh, oh boy. All right. So, what server are you on now? The ghetto one? Uh, it's a ghetto server, and I don't even know the name because I'm gonna transfer eventually. Yeah, I, I spent thirty six bucks to transfer because that's what everybody had agreed on on Discord. Wait, I'm wait, wait! Cost thirty six bucks to transfer. Two people. Oh, okay. Okay. Wait, wait. So transferring servers costs more than the game. It costs eighteen bucks. And the game yeah, is thirteen. That, well, the game was thirteen on G two I don't. I don't know what the retail cost is for the game. It's that, normally like. I think 60 for both the game and the expansion. Or maybe it's 60? 40 now. Or maybe it's 40 now. Yeah. You can still get it cheap on G2A. <laughs> Matt's on so depressed. <laughs> Matt's tired as fuck. Okay, if I play with you guys, you I'm going to buy the oh. I'm gonna buy G2A version. For sure. Yeah, get the cheaper version. You guys want to know something interesting, though? It, wait, in Final Fantasy, the, the boss fights later, they actually change. the music actually changes with the phases. Like, when the, mm -hmm. the boss has a phase change, it changes the music. And some... some, some Fights, it's like dra a drastic difference. Like you'll be playing like some really nice piano music, and then all of a sudden it just like changes into like some like rock song or something. It's fucking amazing. <laughs> like, wait, right. obviously it's Final Matt. Fantasy. It's Nobu Uematsu did the work on it, right? He's the he's like the resident god of Final Fantasy music and video game music at this point. So There's like a, a bunch of people that do yeah. music for it. My my favorite songs are actually not by him, actually. Oh wow. Yeah. He I'm gonna post this for Matt, but I don't think you should play it on on the All right. thing because uh, you know the YouTube's. All right, I'm gonna yeah. Because then again, Square Enix is pretty, a lot of Japanese companies are pretty anal with their copyrights. But if we're if we're done on Final Fantasy, I know I'm gonna I'm trying to get, I'm trying to nag Altai to play it too because I think he'll like it. But if we're done with that, I want to talk a little about NCSoft this week because uh, uh, they did release some um, numbers. Yeah, uh, just one last note on Final Fantasy. I do think that uh, it has some of the best quest text, and it might just be the yes. way that it's presented, too. I mean, like, it's not in a little quest box. It's in actual bubbles, mm -hmm. and it's so much nicer. And I've actually been reading all the side quests and everything. Me, too. Once. Yes. For the first time in a game, I'm reading side quests, and they're actually not... Like, some of them are still kind of filler and silly, but they're pretty good. And I do want to say one more thing, actually. You reminded me. You actually, when you when you get a quest, like, get four, like... Um, I had a quest to hand four, piece, four pretzels to four guards, right? And the game literally gives you four pretzels. You have to walk up to the guard, right-click on him, and, he, and a window comes up. You have to drag the pretzel from your inventory into his into his box and click accept or something. And that little interaction, it seems kind of stupid, right? But it <coughs> makes the game feel more immersive. It's such a stupid little detail that I would never um, think would help. But that I think it helps. I like the quest where you have to, like, dance for people. I, I, don't, think, I don't think I got there. What level are you, Matt? Uh, like 25, but yeah, right. there, there's a quest in Old Da where you have mm -hmm. to dance for people, and you have to actually type out slash dance or use the emote while you have mm -hmm. them targeted, and it's hilarious. You have to like yeah. berate people too sometimes, right? Like this, like this is slash disappointed or something. The game has the best emotes, by the way, the cutest emotes. I made a lolly character, obviously, if you saw my stream earlier, but the emotes mm -hmm. are absolutely beyond kawaii, alright? But yeah, to some numbers. You know, I think that, I think that the um, damn, I forgot what I was gonna say. Yeah. Oh, oh, I think that the story is actually better for uh, than the actual one-player Final Fantasy games. 
Really? really? That, that's a big ass. That's a bold statement. Again, yeah. I, I, I'm I just so. scratching the surface. I'm just scratching the surface. Uh, so Omer, if you have ever played Final Fantasy 13, yes, I you, have. you would not think that it's just, or um, even slightly a bold statement. Final Let's, Fantasy first of 13 all, story is awful. I, I thought it was the weakest story out of like the recent. Like, I like 12. I even like 12 better. I thought 12 was kind of weak too. But I liked the story in 12 better than I did like in 13. 13 was probably the weakest recent Final Fantasy game, or the most recent. So. But overall, because you average out the old Final Fantasy games, it's still pretty solid, all right? But we'll see how they do. I don't know, but that's the old ones. You have to judge it by the ones that are compared yeah, to. Yeah, yeah. We'll wait till maybe 15 will redeem it. We'll see. I don't know. I'm scared about 15. Speaking of 15, it's... delay till November. That's the yes. news. Did you guys it's... see what Pyrocat Piro said? Pyrocat said that your character's uh, lips move when you type in Final Fantasy. That's awesome. I didn't even, I didn't even notice cool. that. It's just little details that make the game stand apart. Like a lot of little details make the game world feel alive and awesome. But anyway, I want to take this to uh, NCSoft's recent numbers, which came out just a few days ago, and it actually shows something surprising. There is hope for Wildstar. I know how much that makes you uh, excited, Shu. Oh my god! The game actually ticked up in revenue quite a bit. If you look at the chart, you can see that Wildstar about doubled their revenue in the last uh, last quarter. What did they do? They they launched on Steam. Yeah, yeah. So there oh. you go. It launched on Steam. The savior of games launched on Steam. So will the will this be enough? Will so it be enough? They're, they're running out. They're running out though, because like they're first they did they, they a lot of free to play, and then now it's they're, still launched on Steam. They're, they're fucking. That's it. That's their swan song right there. <laughs> they're like not even a seventh of the next game in line though, so it's it's still rough. Yeah. Yeah. What surprised me on this chart is. How much Guild Wars 2 revenue has fallen compared to everything else? Like even Aeon, which is the next biggest, is they're not Aeon making expansion sales. Yeah, because see, the first quarter and the fourth quarter were padded by the fact that they had just launched the Heart of Thorns expansion. And I hear our, the Heart of Thorns expansion was divisive, so mm -hmm. I, I would have expected it to drop a little after Heart of Thorns compared what was to before. Most amazing though is the consistency of Blade and Soul since it launched in America. I mean, it, it did decline because that first big jump in 1Q16 was due to the free-to-play launch in America, in Europe and America rather. And it still maintained that that positive that momentum. And I've been playing Blade and Soul so I, the game is I think the game is a lot of fun. It's got some overpriced costumes, but you don't have to buy them, you know? But I bought him. <laughs> there you go. Shoot, shoot, you are the reason that that, that those numbers are padded, all right? Well, the, a little piece of that chart is you, Shio. It's a little piece of that chart is you. Dude, I bought lots of stuff in Final Fantasy too. I resubbed. <laughs> I resubbed and already bought like sixty dollars of cash off stuff. <laughs> right, here's the big news for me. Lineage One is almost fifty times bigger than Wildstar. Yeah, that's crazy. Lineage One is so old too. What is with that? Like, I don't understand. It's like. I don't get why he'd be playing Lineage 1, like... Because you're in sure, Korea, and you're like a 50-year-old businessman, you don't know what else to play. 50-year-old businessmen don't play Lineage 1, come on. Well, <laughs> imagine you're a kid when you first started Lineage 1, right? How old is that now? Like, almost 20 years? Yeah, it is, so, like, it is about 20 years. If you years. started, like, in high school, you'd be, like, 40s, in your 40s now. Like, late 40s. Yeah. You actually might be right. Just think about it. Yeah, it came out in 1998. Yeah. That was worldwide released, it, actually. So, yeah, it's been about 20 years since it came out. So you played from the get-go. You're uh, you're a fifty. You're approaching fifty-year-old businessman territory. And just some numbers for people too. Uh, if you look at the Wildstar's revenue in U.S. dollars, that's two million dollars. So, 
$2 million may seem like a lot of money to us, right? Watching this podcast and listening to these numbers. But for a company like NCSoft, which has literally probably 10,000 plus employees, I pulled that number straight out of my ass, but I'm, I'll find that in a second. But for them to be able to, $2 million a quarter is nothing for them. Yep. And their total employee count is, I was wrong, 3,100. All right. That's so, all of NCSoft, so, though, right? That's all of NCSoft. That's not fair. You got to look at like Carbine because Carbine just runs well Yeah, That's true. But for the whole company as a whole, this is where they decide if they want to shut the game down and forget about it. You know, they, they mm -hmm. didn't want to focus any effort on the game if it's not bringing in meaningful money, if there's a meaningful future for it. <laughs> Guys, teen years plus 20 equals 30s, not 40s. <laughs> okay, you're right. Yeah, yeah, fine. It'd be late 30s. All right, that's fair. All right, listen, in, in my defense, I took Altai for his word, all right? I shall never make such a mistake again, all right? Well, I'm not a, I'm not a math wizard here, okay? So you, you are a grand wizard according to your class title. I feel like wizards should know math. Grand wizards. Wizards have PhDs in math and, and wizardry. Right? <laughs> but yeah, uh, everything else is pretty steady. It's just really the bland soul steadiness, the jump in Wildstar, and everything else is rocking well, steady. Speaking on NCSoft here, mm -hmm. you have Lynch Eternal too, and a few other things. There's a lot of stuff going on. Oh, no. They, they, yeah, Lynch Eternal. I think the closed beta in Korea begins later this year in November. Yep. So the game might actually be coming out. That's good. So in case you guys forgot about Lineage Eternal, it's a, it's a pretty hype game. I mean, it was it's kind of like similar to Lost Ark in that it's kind of that action RPG feel, but it's still got like an MMORPG world. It's, an MMORPG, it's a real MMORPG. And the really cool thing, though, is even though the closed beta is um, in November in Korea, the beauty is the game is not that far away from North American release either. It's because if you look at... Um, they specifically said in 2014 that the game is aiming for a worldwide... Uh, simultaneous release so who knows if they're going to stay by that statement right but they said they're going to launch in korea and america and worldwide at the same time and do so, we have any word yeah. on what they're going to do with their mobile plan because i remember originally it was supposed to be like compatible on pc and mobile uh, i don't know yeah i don't That's know point at least sean here because sean 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 wanted to talk about albion and albion is also trying that so I want to do you think it's going to work? Do you think it's a smart idea for developers to kind of promise that now? You can't. I don't think the same gameplay with on multiple devices will work. But you mm -hmm. can be in the same world and just do different roles. Like, the, like I was saying earlier, the merchant role, like the miner, the crafter, that stuff can be done on mobile. And uh, and like the gameplay actually can be done on, on PC. I think here's what happened. Whether it's, you know, Lineage Eternal, whether it's Albion, whether it's a lot of these studios, they're saying they're going to make their game on mobile and PC, and they're saying it's like the trifecta, you can play through all the platforms at once. The problem, I think, is the businessmen are like thinking in their boardrooms, okay, mobile's making all this money, we have a lot of PC game developers, I got it, we're going to make it on mobile and PC. And they go to the developers and say, make it happen. Make it happen. Make it happen. That's only because I just feel like it's so silly to promise a game on PC that's going to be the same on mobile. That They're different platforms. You can't use a touchscreen to play... Like the same kind of in-depth game you can on a PC. Just they're different platforms for a reason. You have different control schemes, different screen sizes, different hardware. Different, it just makes no sense for them to promise that, but they, they just seem to. I think they're going to backpedal on that promise. Is is my or that well, statement uh, that they made? Here's a video of uh, someone on a Samsung smartphone playing an early build of Lineage Eternal, Lineage Three. Uh, Let's take a look. I'm yeah. curious now. It's an early build. This could like, be like their demo. Yeah. How hard? How annoying does it look to play on this? Like, is he is he actually using his fingers or is he using like a gamepad or something or like a Bluetooth keyboard? 
Mm-hmm. I can't really... Oh my god, it's so bad. It just seems awfully annoying to play on that. <laughs> if this guy asks to join your party, you tell him to go... Go kill himself. This guy has to join your show. You're about to you're about to raid, right? And this this the guy playing on mobile with one finger at a time is gonna ask to join your party? No 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 no. Dude, I, dude I people do in Final Fantasy people get hella pissed if you're playing on console. Good. <laughs> like, like, they, they see they see like a dude and then like like you can kinda tell like by the way they move, right? You can kinda see like how they're moving and like you're like Motherfucker, you're playing on console, you fucking bitch ass. It's like always so kind of dragoon or something playing on console. It's like, oh my god. <laughs> Good, you guys agree with me. You guys are just <laughs> less vocal than I am. Listen, if we ever make a guild in FF14, no console peasants allowed. That's the rule. Rule of thumb, right? If they infiltrate our guild, okay, whoever recruit them gets kicked out too, all right? I mean, it- I mean... You, there, I'm sure there's people that are good that play on console, but like, it, it's like the amount of bad people is like... They might be good at the game, but they're just bad they're, with this they're, they're, they're common decision making, reason. you know? Right. They're bad decision making. <laughs> I mean, maybe that's all they can afford, you know? Like, no, I don't buy that excuse. Like, what What do you do? Just go, just literally go pick up cans on this, in trash cans, right? For like two days, all right? And then buy it like on eBay. You can't buy a PC in two Listen, days what, trash cans. What, what are you talking fuck? about? Everyone what has a PC. Fuck? No, the problem is the hold graphics on, card. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm not going to let that go. All right, go. You're telling me two days. <laughs> You can go outside and pick up enough cans and recycle for five, ten. To cents buy each. a fifty-dollar used graphics card, yes. No, a PC, a whole. No, PC, no, 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 whole no. Everyone has a PC. They just need a fifty-dollar graphics card. But then they have to know how, like, what, what, what? what? They got to know how to put it in. Wow. Ooh. <laughs> well, if they have a hella, hella trash, like, um, like processor, like. Okay, yeah, even that. Okay, on slick deals for like two fifty, you can get a computer that can play Final Fantasy fourteen. Or you can get. Like a console that's a console like costs more than that. Just gonna console just costs gonna more than work. That. Console costs more than you know, that. I know, but people are more likely to buy a console, right? Also, it's a, easy to use too. Console well, people are more likely to buy yeah, cigarettes. You know, what do you, you want don't from gotta, me? You know, you know, <laughs> what? What do you want from me? <laughs> just because people are more likely to do something. What does that mean? That doesn't mean anything to me. Oh my god, that. <laughs> what kind of argument is that? Cigarettes. What, what do you want from me? They're saying people are more likely to buy something over something else? That doesn't matter. Like, if, if, they're, if they can't it, make it, the right it, decision. It does matter because, like, like, a lot of people might already have that because they bought it for other games, you know? It's like... First of all, doesn't the game cost, like, 60 bucks on, on, on PC? I mean, on, on, on console? I, I, don't, I don't know. Okay. Much. It costs more than 13, I'll tell you that much, right? Yeah. Okay. You can't G-tway so that's already, like, a four... That's a graphics card. That's a used graphics card on eBay right there. <laughs> So. Okay, and at this point, if you look at um, the only countries in the world that really like only areas in the world that play console games are uh, the only place in Asia is Japan. Japan okay. plays console games, but like China and Korea, they only they, they're all PC master race kind of guys. And Europe has console as well, but I think PC gaming is bigger in Europe than it is in America. In America, consoles are huge. Much all right, ready, guys? Guys, I got a silver bullet for you guys. I'm gonna kill both of you one shot. Ready? Ready? I'm ready. I'm this ready. Is, uh, this is for all the haters out there who say, "Ooh, you can't just tell people to get PCs; they don't have any money." It's rich country noobs that buy consoles. It's in poor countries like China or East uh, East Europe or whatever. It's all PCs. So don't give me this bullshit about PCs being more money. You don't need the 1080, okay, to play these games. That's true. I mean, the thing is, is there's a lot of people that want to buy the console for other things. Therefore, what? I can watch they... Netflix on my PS4 because I'm a retard. No. Okay, no, guys. <laughs> or you could just pay like seventy for a Roku, like thirty or something oh, for Amazon. Oh, Twenty bucks, bucks for an Amazon stick, 
All right. Roku's are better. Whatever. They but, work. Yeah, they work. They do work. You, just, you can buy a hundred. You can buy a hundred fifty dollar PC and use that as your Netflix machine too. All right. All right, Matt. You got, you, the chewing's going on stream. It's quite loud. So. <laughs> oh shit! Sorry. It's good. It fit. It kind of fit the, my my rant. So it was alright. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I, I do this, the fundamental issue here is with the whole console, mobile, and PC. Again, I don't think again. I don't think Linus is going to pull it off. The game is still too early in development to even begin to judge it, but we'll see. I think they backpedal and make the the mobile version completely different is what I, what I think will end up happening. But again, that's just my speculation. We won't know until the game comes out, which, if I remember, closed beta is happening in November. Usually, open beta is usually not too far away. So I say within within six months to a year, Ninja Turtle will be a thing. Okay. Awesome. Remember, I didn't say here. Uh, I want to clarify. I did not say don't have a console. I said don't play FF14 on your console. And don't tell me that consoles are for like you know poorer people. That's what I said. You can still have all the consoles you want, you know, for the, their exclusives, and you mm. can have a PC. That's fine. All right, console hate. Are we done with the console hate? <laughs> sure. I do largely agree with Altai. Though I'm, I am not a. I, I don't want any console peasants in my guild. I don't want to play with mobile peasants if the game is you know cross platform. I'm I, I'm okay with them being a. Being a console peasant, if they're not total like garbage, like if if they're actually good, then like I can respect that. But like the odds of that are, it's like it, it, it's like if you're some random, I don't want the, I don't want a random console player on my on my team because they're just gonna make me lose, you know. That's why uh, at least in Overwatch they're segregated. All right, you can't play a uh, console player on their own separate server. That's a good thing. All right, if, if we're done with this discussion, I want to take it to um. Revelation Online. Uh, yeah, so this that. is our Hype Me of the Week. Uh, we've been trying to do this every week. We have been failing at times, but here we are. We missed We missed last week because I think somebody was missing. That's the reason we missed last week. I somebody, was, was a miss last week. Matt was missing. And we just, but I, I didn't mind the week before, so no excuses. True. I'm There's holding no you excuse. all responsible. Well, well Matt, <laughs> I, need, I, need to, I, need, I need you here for me to be able to do this. All right? you, are, you are my inspiration, Matt. So Without you, I just can't do it. But this week, okay. I take a look at Revelation Online. Prior weeks, we've done the hype me of the game for games that were kind of like way in the future, stuff that wasn't like readily going to come out right away. <laughs> However, this week, we have Revelation Online, which is actually going to be launching relatively soon. They're actually aiming their closed beta for fall of 2016, so that's just in a couple months. Closed beta should roll around, and open beta should probably come within like the first few months of 2017. But for you guys that have not heard of uh, Revelation Online, I'm going to read you their, uh, their little FAQ, what Revelation Online is. Okay, it's actually pretty funny. It starts off saying, uh, Revelation Online is an ambitious and breath- breathtaking new MMO in which players will discover an amazing adventure. It just sounds so generic. And the more I look into the game, like it, it looks like a polished game, but it doesn't really do anything too different from other MRPGs. I mean, prior weeks we talked about like a lot of innovative whoa, stuff. Whoa, 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 whoa! You mean those it. turtle apartments? The turtle back apartments aren't different enough for you, Matt? That's exactly what I'm saying. I'm going to talk about the core gameplay a little bit because you're seeing some gameplay from Step Harvest channel, and you can see what the game kind of looks like. The game boasts it's got this three control system where you can play uh, with the target system, which is a la Lineage Two, a classic MMO experience a la WoW, and a non-target system, which is code word for action like Terra. So it's going to give you all those options. Like Blade and Soul, yeah. from the looks of it. 
But when a game promises you like those three control schemes, I instantly think Rise of Icarus now, where it had the pseudo action combat with the targeted t- combat. So I feel like I don't know if it's going to pull it off smoothly because I feel like it's either one or the other. To try to do both, it ends up being not a great system for either. But the coolest aspect of the game, which is another trailer which you're not seeing right now, is the game has a large, seamless open world. It does emphasize their seamless open world because we've even in games like Blade and Soul in Terra, the world is very segmented. Uh, I'm sure it's like that in Rise of Icarus 2, where you just zone in between areas to areas. Here, it, used, it seems to be a throwback to older games like Lineage 2, where everything was in just one gigantic world without those zones. So if anything, that's really the... I would say that's really the only element of the game that kind of stands apart today. I mean, everything else in the game, it just looks like just another RPG. But worth mentioning, too, I actually didn't know this until I looked into it just now. I thought this was a Korean game for some reason. It's not. It's a Chinese <laughs> game. And it's developed by a company called NetEase. It's usually, they're usually overlooked by Tencent because Tencent is the, the giant of China. This is the second biggest gaming company in China. And even on the FAQ page on my.com, they're the publisher for the Western version. They specifically say, oh, NetEase makes this game. And they're, uh, they're associated with Blizzard. And they're, they're associated with Blizzard because they publish WoW, Overwatch, and all the Blizzard games in China. They don't make the games. They just publish them. So they're already trying to say, like, this is a premier company because they're associated with Blizzard. So, I mean, they're big, so I guess they are kind of premier, but it looks, honestly, a bit underwhelming. But looks the, generic. the trailers look cool. Looks it, it looks generic. It's generic. I, that, that's that's really what it is. It's They boast that, you know, you have the you have cross-server guild battles with up to thousands of players. But we've seen games try this stuff before, too. You have 5 to 10 player dungeons, 20 player raids, and... And you just, can fly. And you, yes. But then again, we've, we've had flying mounts in games forever. You but know? you can fly. I can fly. You can get wings. You get wings at level like 20 or 39 or so. And unlike Moo Online, they actually do something. Well, don't you talk smack about Moo Online where people walk around with those wings and they do absolutely nothing but look cool, all right? <laughs> but uh, are you guys, have you guys, one, have you guys heard of this? And two, are you guys even remotely excited about this? It's hard to get you guys hyped up when we did see a video. Uh, we did put on a video like a few weeks ago for this game. And I think it was, yeah. it was like some, some dungeon. So I yeah. do remember seeing it. Uh, am I hyped for it? No, not really. Sure. I think it's pretty clear that I've heard of it. Am yeah, you, 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 put up, you put up the news for it, I know. <laughs> I'm, I'm checking this video out. Am I hyped yeah. for it? I'm just like, uh, I'll try it. But I'll try like, it. I'll, I'll try it. It looks, it looks like an easy thing to like try at least. Yeah. It's, it, oh, it, looks like, uh, it looks like knockoff Blade and Soul to me. Yes, that's, that's what I said too when we first mentioned it. But Shu said it didn't look like Blade and Soul to her, I think. Also, you said it's a Chinese game, so I'm kind of skeptical. But uh, that's fair. My, my and I'm the racist is, here, huh? No, you're the Grand big... Wizard. <laughs> I my... know you. You literally, your title is literally the Grand Wizard, and I'm <laughs> what? All right, Mac. <laughs> yeah, my my big thing is with the whole multiple different or types of combat. Mm-hmm. Right. The problem with Riders of Icarus specifically was that it was literally tab targeting combat and action yeah. targeting. All they did was force you to hold the mouse over, or the cursor over crosshair. That's it. Crosshair over the um, mob that you wanted to attack if you wanted to attack it. Like, you literally could not attack at all if you weren't highlighting them with the crosshair, which was dumb as hell. That's not action combat. That's annoying as fuck tab targeting combat. But they recommended it for melee characters, I guess, because it had a better feeling experience. I don't know. But... With three different types of combat, how the fuck do you balance that? Like, 
obviously <laughs> one of them is going to win out for most, yeah. if not all classes. Like it's going to work best. And I have a feeling it's going to be tab targeting because with action combat, there's the possibility to miss. And that's not really the case with tab targeting. And somebody that's said, it de- it de- like, somebody says it definitely has similarities. Similarities to Blade of Soul art style, but I doubt it plays anything like it. And I probably agree because Blade of Soul plays remarkably smooth and like responsive. So, uh, it's whoa, it's oh, whoa, budget. whoa, whoa. Are you are you saying that it's not going to be smooth and responsive? Come on, you're supposed to be hyping us up. Okay, here. okay, listen, listen. We got, we got turtles. We got <laughs> turtles. We got turtles. All right, I'm busting out the turtles. All right, there's a video showing the turtles. Let's see if we can find it. All right. Basically, you have. Uh, you can basically the game is a housing system, right? And the housing is set on the back of a giant turtle. There's a there's an inn and a giant, I guess, apartment building on the back of a turtle. And everyone you can you can buy, you can rent or buy uh, rooms in that room, and that's like your own house. You can customize with like uh, gasp, a hundred eight different kinds of furniture. Like they they specifically said like hundred eighty styles of furniture. So you do have that player housing system, which I do think every game should have, because even if it's done meh, I'd rather have it than not have it, because it adds that social component to a game that's secondary component that's beyond just the core gameplay which kind of keeps you hanging out in the game and in the lobby you can like chat with other homeowners and apartment owners and the turtle in but it's again this is this is this this whole like instant style rooms have been done before like numerous ga- games have done this style housing so even that is kind of hard to get hyped about final fantasy oh, 14 oh, lord of the rings online even yeah. fully instanced like neighborhoods not just mm-hmm. rooms Yep. I'd like to bring up that in this video you sent. Like, there's mm. no male characters. It's not like, it's not like why a thing. You, why would you need male characters when you got big movie uh, characters? It's here? just. It's just... <laughs> no, there's got to be. I'm sure there's male characters somewhere. What is this? League of Angels? <laughs> well, Angels, they have to be girls, all right? Come on. But actually, what? Uh, Steph Har- <laughs> what? <laughs> when, I th- when I think Angels, I think Victoria's Secret Angels. Cheerio, right? hello? <laughs> Look, Victoria's Secret Angels are all girls, all right? I thought for sure you were going to say Charlie's Angels. <laughs> nope, we all, all thought he going with Tyrion. We got Charlie's Angels. No, Victoria's Secret Angels. But again, this is a Chinese game, meaning it's already been out in China for some time, right? So, Oh, how long? Uh, it, how, how old is this game, actually? Let me, let me find out. Actually, at least a year old, because uh, Stepara actually already reviewed the game in 20, September of 2014. So, And it's actually pretty funny, because she Stepara's site said they, they literally... two years old. They literally ripped off a bunch of like exact costumes and exact hairstyles from Blade of Soul and Terra. Like exact things have been stolen, according to you know, or, or oddly similar, you know. But then again, it's uh, it is a Chinese developed game, and sometimes the culture there is not always respective of copyrights. But one thing that I mean, I, I still want to try the game, right? Because it's it does look a bit like a higher budget game. It's it's going to be new. But the issue is, uh, it's actually they they specifically said they didn't release their business model. It's unannounced right now, so really? it could cost money. Yeah, which is the most surprising thing to me. It won't I, cost money. I don't know. The, uh, they said we are not ready to reveal the details of our business Erhan, model just yet. Please, please move the uh, video because it covered up the CL and classes. Oh baby, I like it. <laughs> oh, I, you know why they said this? I'm pretty sure I know why this went right to reveal the details. They're they are studying the idea of making it buy to play because they realize, holy shit, those guys that licensed Black Desert Online, oh. the game is free to play everywhere else. They launch that shit and they make it buy to play. They make millions of dollars on on sales. Shit, we, we gotta look into that. Yo, look into it. Maybe we should do that too. You know, if they can build the hype. But then again, I don't think this game can have the same hype that Black Desert Online had, mm. being that one, it's Chinese. It's already at least two years old, 
and it looks kind of like a Blaine Soul style clone. The CG I, isn't even like the fan game StarCraft Universe CG quality, let alone like really I mean, high we, quality. We, we don't want to bash the game too much, but I mean, this is supposed to be technically hype me of the week. And I do, th- I, I will check it out if it's free to play. If it's buy to play, I'll be more hesitant. However, I will nag them for a review copy and they'll probably give me one. So with that in mind, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to check it out anyway. When they actually said on their page, they use something called the Big Bang Engine, right? And it says uh, it's the same engine that powers a game called Dragon Sword. I didn't even know this game existed. There are there are MMOs in China, guys, that we have never even heard of. And this is one of them. The same goes really for Korea. Yeah. And Japan. I mean, we get such a few, like because almost all these free-to-play games, almost all, not all of them, are developed in Asia, we get like probably like 15% of them. There's like most of these games never make it to the West. What's and that this one game called? Also looks very similar. Like a cheesy looking blade and soul. It's using that same uh, big bang engine. That's not it. Shit. Well there's, yeah, a, uh, it should, yeah. there's a new uh X Legend game that was announced recently. La Place? Oh yeah? How new is that? Do you guys remember? No, that's not that new, is it? We, no, it's not that new. Oh. I mean it's it's a beginning of the year new. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are yeah. we talking about news now? Actually we should talk about um the newest X Legend game coming out in the West through area. Okay, yeah, yeah. Pri- the one with the private server and stuff? Yeah. Alright, go. <laughs> Hit it to me. Alright. Um, I don't know why the name is escaping me at this exact moment. Twin Saga, there we go. <laughs> but, uh, Twin Saga is... They released... Their Founders Beta started this last week. And anyone that bought Founders Packs gets access to the game. And Shu, you've played uh, Eden Eternal, right? Yes. Okay, so it's made by the same studio that made um, Eden Eternal. It's that those X Legend, they make these cartoony games that are all remarkably. Wait, wait, I got this. It's got the it. same game with yes. housing that has legs. Yes. That's actually not also fair. turtles. That's fair. That's fair. There's turtles. Yes, there's also turtles. But what's crazy, what makes this story more interesting, I don't really care about the fact that it went to close, uh, Founders Closed Beta because I, I didn't buy a Founders Pack. I ain't playing a Founders Closed Beta. What is the interesting part is that the game is, at, there's actually two private servers out for the game already. Even before. And one of them has yeah. even more content. It has an extra class and some yeah. other stuff. Isn't that insane? There's a private server with more content than the official Western version. And the official Western version is not even out yet. You can play the private server today and you get more content. And it's Well, free. you can play the official version today. Didn't Icarus have the same problem? Uh, there was like a private server already out before it came out in America? Blade and Soul had the same problem, but that was based on a beta version. It's different. Hmm. See, this is literally... It has more content than the original or the official area version. It's insane that that's going to happen. It, it really, like, I do think it's an issue for them because people, anyone that's even remotely excited about Twin Saga, like some of the hardcore players, they, they follow the news. Like on the Twin Saga Reddit, they follow, you know, the happenings and they're going to discover this server and probably play on it before the official server launches. And if you don't get those hardcore enthusiastic players right away, you're not going to get them at all. They're going to they're gonna get burnt out of the game and they're going to play for like a couple, because Again, the Western area version is not going to launch into open beta for at least another month. At least, because they're still in Founders beta. They got the closed beta and then open beta. So they're not going to have it for a while. So you're going to have some of the most hardcore players that were into the game the most never even experience the official version. Because if they, if they get burnt mm-hmm. out on the private server before the official version launches, why even check it out? What I don't get is with X Legend and Aria, right? They've been kind of together for a while now, right? For many, yeah. many releases. Why is there such a big gap still between the Taiwanese and, you know, North American releases. 
You think they'd iron out that gap over like the past four games? That's true. Well, they, they, I, well, I don't know. Area uh, just got bought out by a company that I was ninety percent sure was going to go under. So apparently, they got money. They did. It was uh, crazy. Maybe their staff is just a lot smaller than we realize. Maybe. Areas? Yeah. I don't know. I think they have a lot. Area Games is a pretty big company. I wish. Do we get any numbers on that transaction? I don't think we found out how many. Oh, they have about, they have about 350 employees. Hold uh, on. Let me, let me check. Corporate.areagames.com. So, yeah, 350 mm, spread employees. Spread out over how many games, though? They say 80 plus games. That's some bullshit because Area doesn't have 80, 80 games. Like if you look at, oh, if you look at their browser games website. and mobile games. No, they only have two mobile games. JK. But, but, their, but their browser games aren't even theirs. They're usually like somebody else yeah, and they're yeah, like yeah. cross-publishing it. So I guess they count every game they've ever had. <laughs> That's like the most misleading possible number because again, if you look at the corporate website, that number is such nonsense. It's unbelievable. They're counting like AVA, which is they're already going to lose. They're counting games they're probably going to shut down. Because I ain't counting any games on here, guys. Okay, do they still have Elstar, or are they just publishing it through someone else? No, they, ne they never had it. Elstar yeah, was yeah. always called games. So they're, they're getting that channeling deal if they're doing it. But yeah, their numbers are nonsense on that. All right, guys, let's play a game. Ready? MMO's podcast, Aria Speculation Time. Okay. Which of these games is going to move to a new publisher next? My guess, Shea. They've had Shea for such a long time. That's because of that. I say no. They've literally held Shea. That's one of their first, if not first, MMORPG. It's true, but you'd figure that that's what their license is probably going to come up for renewal eventually. Mm -hmm. No, that's true. What's weird is a lot of the small Korean developers, like they're independent studios, and they're actually like traded on like the Korean stock exchange and like these tiny companies, and all they have is that one game, and they still update them. Okay, but what you, what's your guess then, Omar? All right, let me look. Matt, isn't S four League already set to transfer? I remember. If, if it's I already set, somewhere. then you can't you can't. Fine, pick I can't it. count it. If if it's not if S four League isn't already set, I pick that. Otherwise, they really yeah, pull that much. Yeah, anymore. no, they didn't say how much it was. Uh, how much they paid? All right, I'm calling it Wolf Team. They're gonna lose it. Do they even have it? I think they're doing the the publishing thing with it. No, I think they are the official North American publisher. There is one other version of the game from oh. Softnix, but I think it's a completely different server. Nice. I think, yeah. So I think they're gonna lose Wolf Team next. All right, because they All lost right. AVA as well already. And I think I think the I'm pretty sure the Softnix version is probably more popular. Let's take the international version. But there's really not. They used to have so many more games. Because I don't think they're gonna lose any more of those um, X Legend games because Dragon Hunter will stay there. And they actually spent a lot of money on Echo Soul. Like you guys may not know this, but Area Games has been pushing that game a lot. Like there's a, there's like one game that Area pushes, it's Echo Soul, because you know I, I deal with some of the advertising aspects of Animos.com, and you look at the ad networks, and Echo Soul they've been pushing that from get go, like right away, trying to get people to sign up to that game, which is odd because I don't think it's a great game. Like amongst the games I've played recently, like it makes me realize how underwhelming Echo Soul is. Whether it's Blade and Soul, whether it's FF14, whether it's, you know, Rise of Icarus, like Echo, I mean, not to be on the Echo of Soul bash wagon, but just, it was woefully underwhelming. It looks like it just does everything worse than everyone else. It's like. Yeah. It's really, like, no reason to play Echo of Soul. Speaking honestly. of uh, games shutting down, or we're, I guess, free associating on what games will shut down, mm -hmm. Peria Chronicles never came out, was announced. Beautiful trailer, cool concept, 
uh, user-generated content. It's dead. It was not uh, listed in Nexon's earnings report for their upcoming games, uh, which means, which I like, which leads me to think it's you know they kind of abandoned it. Uh, if you look at the trailer, it's actually one of the, like the prettiest looking games. Uh, sure, I recommend you look at the the stream to see what the trailer for Parry Chronicles looks like. I've it's, seen it before. It's kind of like this really charming art style that you don't see in a lot of games. It's got a very anime feel to it. A and lot of like, people were yeah. saying like it's would be like Mabinogi too, like the the spiritual successor. But nope. Yeah, I don't know. Dead. I mean, it's it's it is definitely dead. It is. It was it was left out last quarter and it left out again this quarter, which is it's dead in water. It's not happening. The, the studio behind it is sadly developing all their efforts on a new mobile game. So they're abandoning yeah. a game like Perry Chronicles, which I think people that saw the trailer were pretty hyped. Because it's, it's like, one um, interesting thing that they were going to add to the game, and um, they talked about it. Like the game was supposed to have a visual novel scripting system where you could script your characters so that people could talk to you while you're AFK. That's really cool. Yeah, that's really unique, right? Like, that's... And here's what kind of nags me too. Like we, a lot, of, even with FF14, I feel like we're losing ambition in MMOs. Like MMOs themselves are just, once in a while you see like one unique feature, but it seems like everyone's just releasing games that are just the same and just maybe slightly more polished. Like that game, the, the hype me of the game week, uh, it was Revelation Online. Like it, it looks pretty, but it's really not doing one thing different. Not one. Wow, you're not really selling that game, are you? Your job was to sell us on that game, all right? Not. I can't. I feel bad selling you on that game. It might be good. Look, I'm not ready to write it off yet. It a might game... be good. What is what a sale? Game, a game can be generic as if it does everything else really well. I think it works really well. Again, Final Fantasy 14, beautiful game. It's unbelievably polished. I don't think it really brings anything new. Maybe sure you can disagree with me on that, but I think the, you, correct me if I'm wrong too. It's a gorgeous game. There's so many things right, but is there anything new in Final Fantasy 14? Sure. Um, not, not really. It has an interesting crafting system, but um, I feel like there's no like a, a lot of uh, games nowadays have like a gimmick, right? They have like that one thing that's like this is what this game is about, and yeah. then everything else is kind of normal. Final Fantasy, it's kind of like what you said. Final Fantasy does everything that is an MMO. They do mm -hmm. everything right, but there is no one thing that is like that is yeah. like unique to Final Fantasy. You know, but they, I guess the thing that would be unique to Final Fantasy is their consistency. I guess yeah. would be would be it. And again, that's yeah. okay. You know, you don't need to have. You don't always need to push the envelope, but. <laughs> I, I mean, this game could prove me wrong. If it does everything right and it pulls, like, it, it can be successful. That's perfectly fine. I mean, it's possible. But knowing that it's, you know, this Chinese game and just the trailers have not look, been, you know, super impressive for me, I'm, I'm going well, into it with lower expectations. There's uh, a. Uh, I, I don't know, though. I think you guys are overstating the importance of, like, that one thing. I think the prevalence of the. Uh, first person shooter genre still, even today, proves that. It doesn't need to do anything different. It just needs to do it well. Well, that's true too. On the FPS genre, it's definitely been proven that you can just churn out the same core content. Well, speaking I mean, of like, churning, uh, WoW expansion two weeks left. Oh well, before 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 we talk about WoW, I, I want to put something into context too because I was you know kind of complaining that we're not seeing too many new things. Uh, you you mentioned yesterday, Altai, that a game called Marvel Contest of Champions. It's a somewhat popular mobile game here in the West. 
I think developed by Netmarble Korean. Is that Netmarble Korean or Japanese? I'm pretty sure it's Korean. Developed by Korean company. It makes twenty five million dollars a month, guys. All right, I'll, I'll, I'll put moment. the trailer on for some gameplay. If there's a all right, let's gameplay. see let's see that sick Marvel Contest of Champions gameplay. All right, and this is this is the reason we're not seeing like breakthroughs in MMOs. This is the reason we have we not go. seen a trip a triple A MMORPG since 2014. I don't think we're going to see another AAA MRPG for a long time. I think ESO was probably the last most... Star Wars 2011, so ESO is a bit newer. ESO is probably the latest like big budget game where they're spending so much money. And the reason is games like Marvel Contest of Champions. And this is, again, the reason why Lineage Eternal is pushing this mobile aspect of the game. It's because it makes $25 million a month. And this is not even the most successful mobile game, not even by a long shot. I mean, other mobile games make a killing. Puzzle and Dragon makes probably more than double this. But again, so $25 million a month. I'm going to run some numbers by you. It's a fighting assume, game? It's so weird. Let's assume Final Fantasy has um, a million subscribers. A million people paying $15 a month. I think that number is very generous. In fact, I believe the number is closer to 500k of monthly paying users or active users with subscriptions. The number is closer to 500k, but we're going we're gonna to double it because we don't know for sure to a million. And if they have a million people paying $15 a month, that's $15 million a month. Versus a game like Marvel Contest of Champion, which is a mobile game that costs one one hundredth or one tenth at the minimum the cost of a massive project like Final Fantasy fourteen. So why should a develop why should a studio invest in a in a game that that requires hundreds of employees, of game designers, of artists, of musicians, of orchestras, of all these people to make a game like Final Fantasy fourteen that is considered pretty successful? It's the most subscribed to subscription-based game probably after WoW, and it only makes, in gross revenue, $15 million a month. And they have so many expenses because it's such a massive project and a massive game that requires teams of people to balance and the infrastructure required. And then you have a mobile game that's just churning out $25 million a month. More! It's like it's almost double. More than double if you look at the real numbers of like 600k, 500k subs. Are we going to see another AAA MRPG, guys? Anytime soon? No. On PC? Anytime soon? No. no. We're going to see WoW expansions. Yeah, it's unfortunate, but I don't think we're going to see another big AAA MRPG. Anywhere, even double A or even single A. We're going to see, we're going to see Chinese games imported, some Korean games imported. But well, we're going to see AAA uh, games from Korea probably, but not like a Western AAA. I think you guys should just learn to love WoW again. Learn to love mobile? Just learn to love WoW. Speaking, speaking of expansions, Final Fantasy announced the, that they're going to be... They announced that they're announcing... The next really, expansion. yeah. <laughs> uh, the next expansion is going to be announced at the um, Final Fantasy Fan Fest, which is actually in Vegas in uh, oh. October, and they're going to announce the new expansion because the story for Heaven's War, I believe, is over soon. Mm -hmm. So um, yeah, game is <laughs> still going. Game still going strong in development. Also, so I may have to kind of rescind my comment because uh, technically Star Citizen does have the AAA budget, so maybe that will prove me wrong. If but do they even, do they even like, sell themselves as an MMORPG? Or an M yeah, maybe not. They might be considered an MMO, though, but I don't know about MMORPGs. No, they, they can, no here's how they sell themselves. Ready? Religion. The Space Game. <laughs> oh, the Space Game. No, THE Space Game. THE Space Game. Watch, watch Star Citizen pull a No Man's Sky and just go single player. Just release the campaign. And like maybe like the Battleground, you know, PvP, 
like lobby shooter, right? It's they're gonna make it single player because they aren't gonna be able to find a way to keep the toilets from running through amok in the physics engine and destroying the entire ship. <laughs> League of Angels three is gonna be the next triple A game from China, guys. <laughs> you wait and see. Nah, I hear that uh Chinese browser games only cost like fifty K to make. Yeah, I I believe it. I mean mobile games in general are cheap, browser games are also cheaper to develop. Especially if you look at these Chinese browsers. Look at League of Angels 2. Look at League of Angels 1. Look at literally every Chinese browser game. We have a whole like a whole section for Chinese browser MMORPGs. They are all... It looks like they're all built on the same exact engine. The only difference is like it's just reskinned. It's They're all literally the same. Like It's unbelievable how much of clones they are of each other. We make fun of games that we call WoW clones. But if you haven't seen the Chinese browser games, they're identical. It's just the graphics are slightly different. Well, they are different engines. They actually but are they really engines. look the same. Yeah, they're different engines. Oh, they, no, here's what happened. They copied the other guy's engine. Well, yeah, they're, they're, they're reverse engineered. They don't. Like, yeah. they, they don't actually have the code. Um, and they were online. There you go. Complete reskin of every other Chinese browser game. No, it's All a right. complete reskin of League of Angels. Right. Any any interesting bullet points of the week, guys? No. Uh, I, I want you to talk about actually. Um, you had a pretty good point earlier. What was it? Wait, Altai had a good point? Altai had a good point. All I have are good points. Alright, I'll I'll save my good points for later, alright? Oh boy. I don't want to spoil them all at once. Alright, so I just want to bring up the new Overwatch map. I just I just want it to be there, you know? Oh shit, have you played it? No. That's not out yet, JK. It was announced at Gamescom. What are you talking about? Anyways, uh, Google Translate will ask you if you're saying it wrong and then still not translate it properly but it actually <laughs> means oak forest so the Eichenwalde it's actually means oak map. forest yeah and it's, it's a video it's actually just just came out today um and according according to choco who commented on oh, the yeah. article there's apparently a rumor that the uh, hybrid objectives of the map are different than other hybrid maps Ooh. that are currently out i have no idea what that means but it looks like it starts outside in the village surrounding the castle and then you work your way into the castle that's pretty and cool somewhere in the trailer that's they amazing. have like reinhardt dead on the um throne so it looks kind of interesting i have a question for everybody in here do you guys like at all like get hype about maps new maps no, not really. Not at all. Not even an ounce. What about no, you? No, but it needs it though. It needs it. It needs I, it. But... I, I do. Oh, yeah. I, I'm hyped for this map because it's really pretty. I, I think it looks. It's kind of charming. It has a really nice graphical style, but like, other than that, I just. I'm more hyped by any one map. balance change or like a new like any little balance change or like a new f- feature in the game. Actually, would be more hyped. I, I, the map is like the background area for me just frag noobs in there, right? It doesn't even matter. Just, no, no, it does matter. Here's the thing, though. I like playing games for the experience. Like when we first played Battlefield or the first time you play yeah. a game like um, Chivalry, right? Yeah. But the problem is when you play a game a lot, uh, the next tiered skill you need to go up, you need to basically memorize the map. You need to find the optimal paths. You gotta, you yeah, know that's true. You so, need to know that. So the good thing about – also, it only works if they keep adding new maps really fast. The good thing about a new map is everyone's there for the first time. Nobody's like a min-maxing it yet. You're just kind of having fun. But, but you say min-maxing, but I feel like you kind of like develop an understanding of the map pretty quickly. Like if you play the same map like ten times, you you got the ins and outs. You know where to be, where the health packs are, the good places to hide, and where to where to like peek at peek, peek at people from. You figure it out pretty quickly, I think. I, I, yeah, I get especially in, like a, in a tighter shooter like this. But I remember yeah. like the battlefield games, those big maps. 
Like, oh, they were huge, yeah. Every week, I would kind of discover a new point. Like, oh, if you camp here, you can shoot these guys when they're, you know, coming this way. Yeah. Like, it was fun. So, map discovery is fun, and it doesn't work when there's only, like, five maps, right? So, yeah. I'm all for more maps. There's no problem with that. Uh, I mean, I, I, it's good that they're doing it. Just I just can't get hyped by it. I mean, I'd be more hyped about new heroes, which obviously are a much bigger deal. But, uh, you know, other ba balance change would be a bigger deal for me. But then again, I only play one hero, so what do I know? You know, they I'm, did I'm, have I'm, a developer update on season two changes. They're gonna yeah. change the way rating works and everything. I knew from the get go this was gonna happen. I told Altai that the second of course. Announced the one to one hundred ranking system, like wait, the numbers like the numbers don't move enough. People don't like one to one hundred. They're gonna they're gonna they're gonna make they're gonna make the numbers bigger. And yep. I was right. One to five thousand is gonna be the new ranking system in Overwatch. So basically where you could already get to just without the uh, like just the add zeros. Just add zeros, yeah. The adding zeros. So when do you get the gold border on your uh, profile oh, now? There's only your top 500 still. Top 500 players will still get that little gold icon. No, I thought. Look, no, I mean the gold border, like when you went up to, what was it? I think five stars and. Uh, oh, you get you get a silver border, don't you? After yeah, and then December? after that you get a gold border. Oh, oh. Oh, they're adding leaks like like silver, platinum, gold, whatever. Yeah. So. We shall That's not see. Not surprising either. Oh, yeah, it's supposed to make you more like feel like after every game you climb more or you lost because otherwise, you know, you lose half like a point three or a rank, it didn't mean as much. So the numbers will be bigger and it'll have more meaning, hopefully. And actually, the season ends rather soon. I think it ends in two days. On the 18th of August, uh, the Overwatch season ends. So uh, get to see how far you can go, guys, up there before then. You um, will get rewarded based on your highest rank achieved. So if, it doesn't matter if you fell, the highest rank you achieved, you will get a certain amount of competitive points in. So you get those competitive points and you use them to buy those golden guns. All right, boys, and I think that's a good place to leave it. Well, we, I, 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 I got a good point. I got a good point, and you got to talk about it before we call Oh, it. we got to save it for next time. No, it's a good point. It's a good point. It's, I think, I mean, up to you. Well, I don't even know what you're going to talk about. I, I, I got one thing. I got one thing. I right, go. Shoot, right let's just shoot thing. All right. I, all right. Here's, my, here's my new pseudo segment. It's... Uh... Cool MMO merch of uh, the week. And, uh, hashtag sellout. Hashtag no sellout. GK. And uh, come on. Look at that. Look, look how cute that is. So cute. Let me take a look. It is a Nendoroid Mirana, which uh, you can pre-order now for $45 on the, the Valve store. And if you're smart, you will just sell this imbued trove craft for $10 off. <laughs> Good deal. I mean... Dota TI, TI 6 happened this last week, too. Congratulations to uh, Wings Gaming for winning that massive, like, what, $10 million, $9 million pool, prize pool for the first place. The yep. whole tournament was a $20 million tournament. They won almost $2 million each. Holy shit. And I guess I'll share, I'll share an after-post-game after story of how I snuck into the uh, TI after-party. So stick around All for right. that. All right, any other last interesting things of the week, guys? Oh, for those of you out there that are still actually playing Black Desert, the Awakenings are coming quite soon after Gamescom, apparently. And that uh, that controversial patch has already been pushed out. Cool. But you can, all, you can only sell five premium items in the cash shop to limit abuse. Not sure that's actually going to prevent any kind of. It's still going to be. Did you guys see their issue. booth that they're going to making for like the next convention? It looked pretty badass. It was like the, the ship, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. It looks really cool. 
Uh, here, I'll, I'll give you a link. So this is going to be the booth for Black Desert Online uh, at the next convention uh, they're going to be at. I think it's pretty cool. There's all these seats here with computers so you can try the game. All right, that is it for the week, boys. Say the farewells. Right. Um, if you're watching we'll on be YouTube, for a short while for the podcast. <laughs> yes, the yes. Watch us on live next time if you want to see more of us on the after show. We can just talk about nonsense. All right, take it easy. All right, see ya later, guys. Thank <laughs> you.